0: Amen. Well, Bobby prayed for the food today, (laughs) and so let's turn to God's Word, the bread of God's Word, to 1 Corinthians 16, we'll read two verses, verses 13 and 14, two verses. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 and 14. These are the words of Paul, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong, do everything in love. That's it. That's our text today, and our message today will be man up, with an exclamation point. Man up, okay? I read something some time back about 50 reasons why it's good to be a man, and I'll just share a few of them. First of all, you know stuff even about tanks, a little bit. You can go to the bathroom without a support group. If someone forgets to invite you to something, he can still be your friend. You can drop by to see a friend without bringing a little gift. If another guy shows up at the same party in the same outfit, you might become lifelong buddies. (laughs) One wallet. One pair of shoes, one color, all seasons. If something mechanical doesn't work, you can bash it with a hammer and throw it across the room. And you can do your nails with a pocket knife. That's just a few of them. If you could build a father, if you could build a man what would be the elements you would look for? That's what we're going to be thinking about this morning. Some men in a pickup truck drove into a lumber yard and one of the men walked in the office and said, we need some four by twos. Clerk said, "Uh, you mean two by fours, don't you? I'll go check, he says. (laughs) He went back to the truck, he returned, he said, yep, that's what I meant, two by fours. He said, all right, well, how long do you need them? He paused for a minute. He said, I, let me check. After a while, he came back to the office and he said, a long time, we're going to build a house. <laughs> Wouldn't you hate for that to be your house that these guys were building? Somebody said, a long time ago, way before I was born, A boy is made of hammers and nails and puppy dog tails. That's the way we get started. So Paul is exhorting the men of Corinth and that church there. Be a man. Man up, he says. Corinth was a church fraught with all kinds of problems. It was really probably, culturally speaking, in one of the worst cities that Rome had. This was one of the wildest and, and uh, most immoral cities in the whole empire. And here was a church that itself was really struggling. It was a fairly large church. You know, you don't have to be a little church to struggle. You can be a big, big church and be, have lots of struggles. Matter of fact, what about the size of this church today? I've never, I've never preached in front of so many people. <laughs> <laughs> like Billy Graham, <laughs> but when he's speaking to this church, he's and specifically to the men of the church, he's telling them you need to be a man of God. You need to be a man, and I want you to think about some of the things he says here. You see, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong. In other words, you've got to be tough-minded. There's some things that require Christian men to be tough-minded. Now, this is not one of those testosterone sermons, you know. Not, not going to talk about all the, all the He-Man stuff and all that business. But I'm talking about real toughness, spiritual, emotional toughness. And there's four imperatives there. And these imperatives are like commands. He's Paul's taking his place here to give commands. This is the word of God now. These are the commands to us. And they're not only commands to be heard once and obey, but these are lasting. These are to be put into your fiber. These are to be put into your life. Things that matter. One is be alert. Be true. Be courageous and be strong. So one of the things Paul is saying here, be tough-minded. And he uses these four commands, these four words to guide Christian men who want to serve Christ and serve their families and their church and their world. First one, be alert. Be on guard. That's a military term. When I was in the military, they taught me to guard things real early on as punishment. I forget what it was about, but it was punishment. And they gave me a shovel, and they made me stand out and march around the armory, which all the guns were in the armory. Why, I don't know, but that's what they they invited me to do, and I did it. There's people you see in some of these old Western movies, somebody, they'll pull the wagons around, and somebody will always be on watch. They're out there watching for whatever hostile situations may develop. And so, he is saying, be on guard. This is guard duty. Men need to be awake and alert to what's going on. As Dad, certainly, we need to realize that Satan is attacking the family. We know that. He attacks us too. And our family. He's on the attack. And we are to be on God. We're to watch over our families. We're to be awake and vigilant and alive and alert. Keep our eyes open. Because we know that Satan will slip in to our life and our family's life in so many ways. And so be be alert. The second is, stand firm in the faith. You stand firm in the faith. So once the battle begins, it's important, and he's using military terms here, it's important that not only you be alert, but when the battle begins, that you stand your ground. That you be in the battle. You don't desert your post. You don't give an inch to the enemy. So dads need to be men of conviction for their families. All of us men need to be men of conviction. For our church's sake, we need to be men of conviction. For our our, uh, marriages and our families, God is telling us to stand fast, not to deviate from the trust that's been given us. That's really the good word for faith here. There's been a given us a trust. God has entrusted us as believers and we are not to yield in our trusting, our trustworthiness. We're to be where we're supposed to be and stand where we're supposed to be standing. And so the Corinthians were living in this culture that it was just waffling all over the place and we live in such a culture. We need to be discerning, and we need to be standing firm in our culture stand firm in the faith be alert and stand firm thirdly be men of courage he says he says in the king james it says acquit yourself like men in other words there was a uh, there was this again this allusion to the soldier you behave yourself like a good soldier uh, and show yourselves that you are men in your right priorities. You say, I have trouble with my priorities. Well, scripturally speaking, the priorities are pretty clear. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And so it starts with God. That's the place to begin your priorities. There's one place. You've got a lot to answer, a lot of people to maybe answer to on the job. You've got lots of authorities in your life. Your wife may be good at giving directions herself. But our first starting place is with God. We yield to Him. We put our faith in Him first. We trust Him first. He is to be, in this sense, the first love of our life. Because it's in our love life is where we're going to get mixed up. Start with God. He's first and foremost. His His commands will guide you. The family is to be next. Your wife is next if you're married. She is the one that deserves your utmost human love and affection. It is her and then your children. And you are to love your children, raise, protect, and bring your children along in a godly way. That's important. So love your family. Billy Crystal one time uh, told about a uh, time when he was filming in New York, filming a, a movie of some kind, and he He had to call his daughter on her uh, the day before her birthday and apologize that his work schedule would not allow him to come home. He said, but there's going to be a package for you at the door on your birthday. He then flew from New York to L.A. And later that day, when his daughter opened the door, there was a six-foot-high carton that greeted her. And she began ripping it open on the spot. And Dad was inside the carton. Said she hugged me for five minutes. And it was unbelievable. And he went on to say, he said, I missed 25 birthdays with my dad. And I'm not going to let it happen to my girls. He said. And so our family is really, real important. I, I tell preachers sometimes, you know, we can we have a lot of people relating to, and sometimes we might can get confused about. About where our first loyalties will be, and sometimes we'll let our work get in front of it. And I'll tell him. I said, Listen, you've done enough funerals. If you do enough funerals, you're going to realize who's, who it's going to be with you down to the end of the day. It's going to be your family. And so you be true, true to your family. The church, your job, recreation. All those kind of things are going to fall behind that. The church is very important. Your job's important. And it's important to recreate too. I'll stand for that. I don't know where that is in the Bible exactly, but Vance Havner said this. Old preacher he said, "Jesus knows we must come apart and rest a while or else we'll just plain come apart." So So here's the phrase that he used. Act like men. God wants us in the midst of our watchfulness and our commitment to stand firm to act like men. And this is a day in time right now when it's very important that men get a message. And that is that women are to be respected. In the home, remember we're starting in the home? And wherever. This is a day when we need to realize that the equality between men and women and respect each other. And women, if I was preaching on Mother's Day, I'd say respect men too if you, can do, if you can help it. But that's very important. The workplace, the church, wherever we are, we're to live up to some higher standards than perhaps we've been practicing for a long time. Be men of courage. That's what that word means. Act like men. Even when it's unpopular to act like a man. A Christian man. Even when it doesn't seem like that the world respects you because you're a Christian man. You act like a man. I remember when I was a teenager, this was in a day of, of revolution, you might say. They were all, that was the big word, revolution. And young people were marching in the streets and all kinds of things going on and uh, running off, you know, hippie, hippie days, sexual revolution, blah, blah, It went on and on. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to be a, what was the word we used back then? A square? <laughs> That's a South Carolina square however you say it. And so I made up my mind I was going to do something revolutionary. And it was going to be to follow Jesus Christ because that wasn't all that popular. I was going to follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and seek to be a Jesus man. Be alert, stand firm, have courage. He says, be strong. In other words, you've got to keep it up. Keep on. You've got to keep going. Even when the fight is long, you've got to continue to keep going in standing strong. However long the, the battle may be, there's requirement for perseverance. I was thinking the other day about my first church. And I, I went on their Facebook the other day. I can get on Facebook. I don't have Facebook. So I'm on it illegally. I won't tell you how. I hope nobody gets me. But I was looking at my last church, and I was scrolling down through the Facebook, and I saw people that had passed on in the last few years, and there were many men and women that I remember ministering with, and at that time they were really at their peak. And they're now in the years where they're passing. And I thought about these particular ones. This was a country church. This was a very old church. It celebrated its 150th anniversary when I was there. And there were people in that church that had been there ever since they were born. They lived 70, 80, 90 years. And I thought, man, that's saying something. To be faithful through all that church had been through. To be faithful. And I think the same thing here. I think about, I think the men and women of this church who are standing strong, even when time passes, they're still at it, they're still a part of it. That's big. That's what it means. That's what Paul is saying when he says, stand strong, endure. Persevere. Be a part of it when you first start out. Be a part of it as you go along the way. And when you're down to your last breath, continue to be a part. I'd look at some of those men in that church, and I'd think about in the last 15 years of that church before I got there, about two years is about all a pastor could stay before they'd be running, I mean, before they'd leave. (laughs) And I looked at these men. And I think you know that one man's worth a dozen pastors. He's standing strong for his church. Stay strong. It takes endurance. Some of you young fathers, I see you out there, you little children. It's uh, and mothers, of course. You know, for everything we say about man, we can just go ahead and add it to the power of two for a woman. You know. This father had three real active boys and one summer evening he was playing cops and robbers in the backyard and one of the boys shot his father yelled, bang! And he says, you're dead. And the father just slumped to the ground and he just laid there. Long time. The neighbor was watching. He thought something might have happened. So he went over and he bent over and he looked at this father who was worn out and the father said, shh. Don't give me away. It's the only chance I've had to rest all day. (laughs) Be strong. That's what Paul's saying. Be strong. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Act with courage. Be strong. Be tough-minded. That's the first thing he says. Now look at verse 14. In verse 14 he says, Do everything in love. Do everything in love. Now there's the source of a man acting right. Love God with heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Respond to people with love. Do everything in love. Now, this is in 1 Corinthians 16. You recall, it hadn't been so long ago, we were in 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter. So he's already talked to them extensively about the importance of love. This Corinthian church that had all these problems, all these kind of issues, all kinds of matters of of issues with the flesh and with the culture and you name it. And he's saying to them, he says, now, you be strong, yes, but now you do everything in love. Let love... Govern your ways. It's love that complements and balances everything. It's love. And that's the difference. That's what Christ has to offer. It keeps us from acting in hardness and domination. Because there's got to be at the heart of it all love. When Paul instructs the husband in, in Ephesians 5 about his need to lead his family, he says the example is Christ on the cross. He said that's the example. If you want to know how to lead, you follow the example of Christ. And that was sacrificial love. You do it for your family. Everything should be done with love. There's a story told. It's an old Spanish story, and I've shared it before somewhere two or three times probably through the years. It's about a father and a son who had become estranged. And the son ran away, and the father set off to find him. And he looked for months. Some of you know that feeling. Maybe years. He looked. And finally, in an effort to find him, he, in the Madrid paper, the big city in Spain, he put, he put an ad that read this. Dear Paco, meet me in front of this newspaper office at noon on Saturday. All is forgiven. I love you. On Saturday, 800 Paco showed up. (laughs) Looking for forgiveness and love. Paul says, man up. Act like a man. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. Have courage. Be strong. And do it all with love. Father, we thank You for Your Word. It is food for the soul. And Lord, I pray that God, this food will strengthen us, especially today as I talk about men. It will strengthen us, Lord, in our life as a man. We may be a young man or an older man. It doesn't matter. There's never a time. There's never a time. There's never a time to stop being a father even when we're old. And so Lord, we need this admonition. We need to take to heart that God, You are interested in our life as a man. And that God, you've given us specific responsibilities. God, to uphold and to keep. And God, it causes us to look inside, first of all. And realize that inside, God, we need, first of all, to make sure we're at peace with you and with ourselves. And God, that comes with the help and the power of God. That word, be strong, it literally means... Let God strengthen you. Let God strengthen you. And so today, Lord, we want to open our hearts and say, Dear Lord, strengthen us to be the kind of man we need to be and want to be. God, through grace and forgiveness, thank You for Jesus Christ who showed us the way. It's Him, Lord, that we are to find the true man. It's His example. It's His walk. It's His way. And God, we pray that You'd teach us to walk like Christ in a Christ-like way. God, You'd help us. We sure need it. The battle is is hard. We feel it, God coming from every, every angle in our home life, in our marriage, as a child or son, Lord, as parents and grandparents, we find it in the workplace, Lord. We find this pressure to pull us away from the center of our life. That is, our Lord God and our family and our church. Lord, it's a force. It's pulling. And we pray that, God, You'd give us the strength of Jesus. Come on us, Lord, with a great power and strength and help us to hold the line in our life. For someone here it might be accepting Christ today as Savior. Are you ready to do it? Will you do it? You can do it. And I pray you will. It may be to recommit our life as a man. Lord, I really need to stand firm. I need to be courageous. I need to be steadfast and persevere. I need to be strong. Help me, Father. So, Lord, we just come to you today and and lift up a prayer. and Lord, on behalf of our men today, and and incense really on behalf of everybody's here. All our lives touched together. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing a closing hymn. And as we sing, I want to invite you, as the Lord would speak, perhaps to come down this aisle. If you're coming down this center aisle, be careful. Pick up your feet. But there's altars here. Or if you'd like to pray, I'm, I'll be here to pray with you. Let's stand together and sing 287 Take My Life, Lord.
1: Life, lead me, Lord. Take my life, lead me, Lord. Make my life useful to thee. Take my life, lead me, Lord. Take my life, lead me, Lord. Make my life useful to thee. Take my life. Teach me Lord, take my life, teach me Lord, make my life useful to thee. Take my life, teach me, Lord, take my life, teach me, Lord, make my life useful.